So this is episode 19 of Old School, the podcast on the budget. I'm excited to welcome our guest. She's an established dancer and my birthday twin. Zara, what's good? Tanya, what's good? Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's going to be a cool episode. And just for a bit of context for the listener, you know, so I think you joined our school. We both, we both graduated from the same school, but I think you yeah. both joined in, I think you joined in 2015. Yeah, you're nine for me, so 2015, yeah. I think. Yeah, you're nine, eighth grade. Uh, we were in some of the same classes, but I think we, like most relationships, they kind of become tighter in sixth form. So we're both yeah. taking, we're both in the same Mandarin econ class in for the last few years of high school. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's where we like hung out and stuff like that. So that was cool. Um, and we we're talking about this off the air a little bit, but what's your summer been like? Because like, you're in Abu Dhabi still, you yeah. Know, so. It's scorching hot. So tell me scorching about summer, the vibes. I know. Um, Yeah, so I kind of did a staycation in Abu Dhabi um, while my sister was back. So she currently lives in Milan. So she was back over the summer. So we kind of went many, many places in Abu Dhabi, all throughout Abu Dhabi, just to do like jet skiing and like desert safari. So yeah, I've just been here. Uh, I've been here since like. 2020, like last year, actually, I haven't really gone anywhere else. But mm. that's uh, expat life, you know, the jet skis, all that, all the the fancy parts of Abu Dhabi. Yeah, and I think I've done it all now, so yeah, pretty happy with that. Yeah, got them all like Infinity Stones. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wanted to ask about your name. Like, what does it mean? What does the name Zara mean? Ooh, okay. Um. My name's Zara. Well, it actually came from my grandmother. So my name, my grandmother's mm. name is Zahara, and mm. my grandmother really wanted one of her grandchildren to have the name Zara. So my oldest sister, Sabrina, she was actually meant to be called like Sara, but my mm. mom didn't feel like that name suited her at all. So mm. I got like the name instead. Um, and what it means, I think it means, well, in Malay, it doesn't really mean anything. But in Arabic, I've heard it means like flower or princess. Um, mm. so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a cool name, but like it's cool to hear the backstory because I didn't know the the meaning behind it. It's cool yeah. knowing where your name comes from. And especially if it's something that's been, like in your scenario, it's a name that's been passed down from one of your, you know, grandparents. So. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Obviously, you know, there's a store, Zara. I'm sure, you, like, I'm sure people have made this joke a gazillion times. Oh, too many uh, times. Like, way too many times. I've heard it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, I mean, it must be kind of a, a boss thing, like, because there's some pretty big Zara stores out there. Like, you can just, like, mm-hmm. walk up to the cashier and say, hey, my name's on this building. I want a discount or something like that. Uh, you know, I have mentioned that, actually, to, like, my friends. Like, every time you go to Zara store, I'm like, they should really do this thing. Like, if you have, if you're born with the name Zara, I feel like you should have a discount at the store. It just makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah. Does it ever work or? I haven't actually tried, but maybe next time. Maybe next time I go in, <laughs> I'll be like, Got look, Zara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Mando for sure. Yeah, it's a cool thing. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty cool. Just like imagine like walking around in like a big city and you just see like your name on a building. Yeah. You know? yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah, and like all dope. like the like the shoes, like they'll have the Zara like 
engraved on it. So it kind of feels like your own thing, you know, when you have mm. a name like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely hard. So you're a rising sophomore at NYU Shanghai. Yeah. Uh, for multiple NYUs around the world. So there's NYU in New York, but there's also another NYU in Shanghai. There's another one in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Are there any other ones? No, just three. Just okay. three camps. Yeah. And you're doing business, film, and marketing? Yeah. So business marketing as a major. And for a minor, I'm thinking of doing film. Film study. Okay. That's cool. Um, tell me, because like, you were into psych when we were back in high school. <laughs> So I know, what was the I know, change? I really, I really stressed that I was going to do psych. I know, especially like, like Miss McGlynn, she, she would ask this a lot in business class. Oh, sorry, not business, economics. She would ask this like, well, what are you guys planning to do? And I would really stress that I was going to do psych. Um, but no, yeah, I changed, I think, right when we were about to submit like the graduate profiles for Instagram. I think I made that change because I was really thinking like, is psychology something I really want to do for like four years? And I wasn't really sure because... I feel like if you do psychology, that kind of kind of narrows down the options you have, like work, you know, like career-wise. So I wanted something a bit more that would guarantee me more opportunity. Uh, so I decided to do business marketing because I I did like um, sort of like the micro side of economics when we learned that. Um, so that had to do with like business behavior, like people as well, consumer behavior. So that's a bit of like that kind of ties in with a bit of psychology. So I thought marketing would be a good fit for me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely because I'm interested in doing finance and marketing uh, and mm-hmm. double majoring in that. But um, okay. kind of like you said, the consumer psychology aspect of um, marketing is something that really excites me. It's yeah, one of the things that, sorry, yeah, it's, it's, it is pretty yeah. interesting. And um it's actually one of the things I like looking at with the with the podcast because I like knowing how listeners listen to the pod, when they listen, how long they listen for, uh, what they respond to. So, yeah, I think it's a really dope thing. Have like insights, like insights to your podcast. Yeah, yeah, all those like those numbers and looking at <laughs> that. What made you choose NYU Shanghai? Because you know you've gone to other good schools. So, why NYU um, in particular? Well, I was really set on going to NYU since like year 10. Um, but yeah, here's a funny story. I actually didn't think I was going to go to Shanghai. So how it is with NYU, when you apply, like you can rank the campuses like from your, your, your most favorite to like your least. And I actually was planning to go to the Abu Dhabi campus. Um, mm. So that was my first choice, Abu Dhabi. Um, but then when I got the acceptance, it said like, oh, congrats, you've been accepted to NYU Shanghai. And for a while, you know, I was like, wait, I didn't apply to Shanghai. Um, so I thought it was a mistake, but no, it wasn't a mistake. So I'm, I don't know. I think like they, the, the reason behind it was because they said I was a good fit for the campus. Maybe because I had Chinese A-level as like something I did. So mm. I don't know. But you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not like complaining. Like I've never actually been to China before. So I think it'd be quite cool to finally go there and see how it's like, how life is like there. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've only been to Beijing and I know Beijing and Shanghai are pretty different, uh, but mm-hmm. I hear Shanghai is like the business hub of China. So maybe uh, as a business major, it'll be something you'll, you can, a city you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also heard like Shanghai is like the New York of the East. Apparently I've heard from like family friends. 
So yeah. I don't know. It'd be quite quite cool to go there. Yeah. Yeah, should be dope. Um, and you did one semester virtually at home yeah. in Abu Dhabi. So you've been uh, there for a minute, right? No, I've done like one year for like one year of online learning now. Oh, one year? Yeah, so we have like, we break it up into like, oh. in the spring semester. So I've done like a year now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, my bad. Sorry, you done one whole year of, because you didn't go to campus. So yeah, so you did one whole year of online learning. Yeah. Um, that's, I did, I mean, <laughs> yeah, technically I did a year of online learning, but I was on campus for the second half. So that kind of mitigated okay. the negative you know aspects of being remote but mm, tell me nice. how that was but yeah but tell me how that experience was like for you because one, one year is a long time one year is a long time and i think i'll be like doing it again uh next semester actually unless they can sort of accommodate me to go to the abu dhabi campus but i think i'll be yeah i mean so one year of online learning obviously that kind of drains you i think like just being at home um and it was tough. I mean, like just online learning itself. Like I had to get glasses for the first time because I was looking at the screen for so long. And um, yeah, waking up and the time difference is really awful. Like I had 4 a.m. classes, 5 a.m. classes. Um, I had to do like 5 a.m. exams as well. So it's not easy, but what can you do, you know? 5 a.m. exams, that's, yeah. that's a madness. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. And like in calculus as well. I don't know if you know me, but I hate maths. And just <laughs> doing <laughs> the calculus at 5 a.m., it really just tires you. It's not the best. Yeah. 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 Calculus is, uh, that was definitely my hardest class uh, at Penn mm -hmm. so far. I think I'd mentioned it a few times on the podcast. Like that calculus class was a, was a madness. It was grueling. <laughs> not fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I did have a time zone difference because I was nine hours behind, but I'll admit, I never had to do, there are times where I was working at 5 a.m., but there are never times where I was doing tests at 5 a.m. Like, that's, that's a different kind of struggle. Yeah. yeah. Did you just change yeah, your sleep fine. schedule? or? Um, no, I didn't change my sleep schedule, but I just, like, just woke up early, I guess. Um, I had like a 4 a.m. class every Wednesday and I kind of got used to it throughout the semester. So, yeah, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. got to keep rolling with that, rolling with the punches. But one thing that was kind of unique about your situation is that even though you go to NYU Shanghai, you just so happen to live in Abu Dhabi and it just so happens to be in NYU Abu Dhabi. So weren't you able to use some of their resources? Um, yeah, I, I, I actually signed up for like, so they had this thing, they had this thing last semester, um, it's called Go Local. So if you happen to be like near a neighboring campus, you can, you should be able to like go to campus. But the thing is, I had already registered for NYU Shanghai classes, so there was no reason for me to go um, to the Abu Dhabi campus. And I even asked like, could I use the library there and stuff like that. but no, they, they wouldn't allow it because, like, restrictions were still really tight. And, yeah, they just didn't want any risk of, like, contact mm. cases. So I had to stay at home the whole time. Mm. Yeah, yeah that, that's definitely not a vibe. But mm -hmm. at least, you know, next semester, hopefully you'll be, you'll probably be on campus. 
right? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Yeah. yeah Do you feel like, because, you know, humans weren't built for Zoom, you know, like this I whole, know. like the whole Zoom interaction thing, like every social interaction has to be planned and it's just really inorganic. Yeah. Do you think you were still able to find a community amongst NYU Shanghai people through group chats and stuff like that? Or was it kind of difficult? Um, yeah, I'd definitely say it was difficult, like building friendships and connections because like I only see them on online class. But I, you know, I do have them on like Instagram and WeChat. So like we use WeChat now. Um, mm, Weixin. Yeah, uh, Weixin. Mm. Um, but no, like they, they're all waiting for me to come to Shanghai. And they always ask me, okay, when are you gonna get here? <laughs> and I can, I, all I can say is I don't know. Like I really don't know. I was planning to go for the fall, but with this new like Delta strain, I don't think I'll be able to go just yet. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. By just yet, do you mean like right now? As in, you don't think you'll you'll be able to go right now or for the fall entire fall semester? Um, I think right now, unless they okay. decide to like ease up on the travel restrictions because now they've tightened it. Um, mm. Yeah. Maybe just for right now, but we'll have to see. Yeah, that Delta variant is a madness for sure. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. What's something non-academic you're looking forward to just, you know, hopefully when you go to Shanghai next semester, like what's something non-academic you plan to do, you've been itching to do? Um, so dance is definitely something that I, I'm considering to do. Um, I'm actually part of like the, the dance team, NYU Shanghai's dance team. Mm. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to like continuing to dance there because I know Shanghai has a lot of cool dance studios that sort of specialize in my type of dance dancing. So I like to do more like urban dance, hip hop, um, and like I, I feel like in Shanghai there's a lot of spaces and that that teach mm. that sort of style. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, it was something I actually wanted to get into a little bit. So I guess that offers me a nice segue into the next topic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for the listener, these questions are not like Zara doesn't know these questions beforehand, so she's not like playing along with me. She's just answering no. the questions. So. <laughs> no, yeah. I actually, I actually asked you like yesterday. Are you not going to give me any hints? Like, why are you going to ask me? I, I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, it's all it's all fresh off the dome. That's how we like it on Olu Swole. Fresh off the dome. Yeah, so you did a lot of dancing in high school. That was like your thing. Um, and now it's something you want to continue in college. Uh, mm -hmm. This question is getting a little jumbled up, but actually I want to ask, how they do auditions for the dance group for NYU Shanghai, given that you were at home? Did you just send in film, like a portfolio? Um, I didn't have to send in a portfolio. I just kind of said like what experience I had with dance. So I said I... I helped choreograph, I helped, you know, I attended like a couple workshops here and there. So I, I just basically sent that in and then they, they just took me in. Yeah. Mm, easy money. That's what we like to yeah. hear. But uh, yeah, high school, you were doing a lot of dance. Um, tell me how your BCAD like dancing experience was like, because we saw you on stage performing and all that going crazy. So uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was really fun. I think like the dance festival and everything really helped me kind of open up out of my shell a bit, like really made me more confident. And it taught me like leadership skills with like the whole choreographing for the house and everything like that. Um, 
yeah, I wouldn't have been as confident as I am now if I hadn't had, if I hadn't done all of those dance performances. Um, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm as a fellow dancer myself. You know, I know how it's like to be on stage and you know bust some moves sure. and that yeah. rush it gives you. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, but no, nah, for the audience who may not know me that well, I'm not really a dancer, so I can't bust moves like uh, Zara can, but. I can imagine it probably allows you to, you know, express yourself in a cool kind of way. And um, it takes some, you know, guts to do it because it's not easy. Yeah, I would say like dance kind of feels like my escape. And it it feels natural to me. I I think I've always sort of had a knack for dance ever since I was young. Um, So like I, I remember watching all these home videos of myself and I, there are so many videos of me just like putting on a show for my family or something and just like dancing and um, yeah, it's always been something that came naturally to me, I think, done. Raw talent. That's uh, yeah. impressive. <laughs> yeah. Can't say the same thing about myself. Uh, but yeah, I need to get my, I need to learn how to, you know, bust some moves because I don't really know how to do all that, to be honest. I feel like your flair is sort of like with public speaking and stuff. I remember you gave that speech and everyone was like, oh, to me, like, he can really speak. <laughs> like, he's really good at this. So, like, look oh. at what you're doing with the podcast. Like, that's totally up your alley. I think public speaking is something you really shine through with. Yeah. Zara's basically telling me to stay in my lane. Like, don't try dancing, dog. No. Stay what you're good at. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I appreciate that. Uh, it means a lot. Um, yeah. Which speech are you talking about, by the way? I don't remember. Um, I think it was, like, the end. I'm not sure if you gave a speech at the end of... Was it Lever's assembly? I, I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I think you were wearing like a blue suit. I'm not sure if that was the one. But Normally, I remember you- Oh, sorry. Uh, but I probably, I probably was. That's what I usually did. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I think Lofi and Rosanna Wad were also giving that presentation during Lever's assembly. It was, it was three of us, I believe. But yeah, good times. Good times. Good times. That Brighton theater, a lot of memories. Yeah, a lot of memories. And it, yeah. it was a really nice theater. Like, really, really big and like really spacious. I missed yeah. it. Um, it was definitely a really nice theater. I wouldn't say that, um, I mean, coming from where I came from, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. So I was pretty shocked. Like, when I came there when I was nine years old and saw that, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is a madness. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's definitely, you know, it has, it's pretty spacious and I mean, so many so productions. Yeah. What? The seats are comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah, they are too. Yeah. Especially the red ones, but they can be a little too comfortable though. Cause like after <laughs> a long Thursday, you might be in a six form assembly. Just feel yeah. like, you know, just locking yeah. off. Yeah. I won't deny uh, that. Yeah, guilty as charged, especially during college half season. You know, everyone's busy and tired, so yeah. <laughs> the recipe for sleeping, right there. <laughs> Tell me about learning Mandarin, because you kind of alluded to it when you were talking about why NYU thought you'd be good for, for NYU Shanghai, and then, you know, we, we were in a three-person class, which is very tiny, and we were two of those three people, JD... Uh, was the third person he was on episode three of the podcast tell me how that was like 
Mm. So like what, like learning Chinese in Brighton or like just like in general learning Chinese? Um, I guess in general, because I guess Brighton kind of ties into that. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, in Malaysia, so obviously I'm from Malaysia, and um, Chinese is actually one of like the compulsory subjects that you have to learn um, in school. So I've been learning Chinese, I would say, since I was six years old. Um, but like the level of Chinese in Malaysia wasn't as intense or yeah, as, as difficult as when I came to Brighton, definitely. Like it's really just like basic words um, back in primary school, like, you know, how to say apple or like how to say pen, you know. It was nothing like I couldn't, I didn't have to learn how to write. I didn't have to learn how to actually converse. It was more like identifying um, words. Um, but yeah, coming to Brighton, that's when I started, you know, my time with Miss Shu in year nine. And she was tough. I'm not going to lie. Like, she, you couldn't slack off in Mandarin class. You couldn't. Um, I remember there would be, like, tests almost basically like, every day, like, mini tests. And um, I would definitely say, like, most of my time, most of my studying time, was allocated towards Mandarin. So, <laughs> it was tough, not gonna lie. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think our school offers like, or offered like 20 something A-levels. I can yeah. tell you for a fact, A-level Mandarin is the most intense and no <laughs> one can tell me otherwise. That's a different yeah, kind of grind. It is, it is, it is. Um, but I'm so glad I stuck with it because I remember in year 12, I was really contemplating, like, I really want to drop this subject. I don't want to continue. It's just too hard. I don't want to carry on. Like, the jump from GCSE to A-level, I feel, was really big for me personally. Um, But I'm glad I stuck with it um, because, you know, now I get the chance to go to China and make use of my Mandarin, which is awesome. All part of a plan. So I like to say (laughs) all part of a plan. Mm -hmm. But, But, yeah, I mean... Even the, because, yeah, the language skills are great, don't get me wrong, but the kind of soft skills you acquire from doing a class like that, it's a kind of, like, my threshold for work, for, like, academic work is much higher than it was when I was, you know, 16, wet behind the years, doing A-level Mandarin, you know? Like, it's, it's really, it's a grind, it's a grind class for sure. But builds good habits, I say. But, yeah. She really pushed us, and I'm I'm glad she did. I'm glad she did. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she yeah definitely uh, definitely was not easy. Definitely was not. I heard that you did a Save Your Tears cover, Save Your Tears song by the weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> not really, just like a tiny thing. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you listen to the weekend? Do you bump them? Um, not as much as I do Ariana. So I'm more of like mm. a a grande fan, I think. But no, mm. the weekend is pretty cool. You've talked about the weekend a lot on your on your pod. I've <laughs> 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 heard his name come up multiple times. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, you listen to the episodes then. The weekend gets a lot of love on the podcast. Yeah. The weekend, California, like those those two topics of discussion are very popular. Um, but 
yeah, Ariana Grande. I mean, I'm not going to go into the, too much of the weekend talk. I could do that for days, but I don't listen to a ton of Ariana Grande, but I know her stuff bangs. She has a great voice. Uh, yeah. Break Break Free. That's a banger. That is, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, all her songs really are just top notch. Mm. Amazing. Amazing stuff. And I'm sure you heard the remix of Save Your Tears with Ariana Grande. She snapped on that too. <laughs> she did. Yeah. She was fire. I loved her verse, especially when she talks about like the Pisces moon verse. I love that because you know, I'm so into astrology. So when I heard that, I was like, yes, girl, give mm. it. Yeah, pop off, as the young people say, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other pop artists you like listening to outside of Ariana? Um, yeah, I like listening to uh, SZA, um, Chloe and Halle, mm. Doja Cat. Yeah, all these female artists are really like stepping up their game. I'm really like becoming real big fans of them. So I think mm. yeah, those four in particular. Yeah, I agree. Like those three, like a lot of female artists are bursting into the limelight. I mean, Billie Eilish is obviously huge, yeah, um, and then. You have newer rap artists like Meg. Well, Megan Thee Stallion isn't new, new, but relatively new-ish. Like Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B. You know, had a pretty rapid rise to success. So, seems like women are really leaving their mark on the on the game. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Let us see it. Um, and I think also one thing that helps with the growth of pop songs is TikTok. I think. It's like there's there's a really it's really easy for things to go viral on TikTok. So, do you think that that's something that's helped to popularize like pop songs? Yeah, and I found like a whole bunch of music that I love now um, because of TikTok. So I was I found like this French duo. Um, they're called Video Club. They had like this one really famous song on TikTok, and like I just listened to that song and like their entire album, and I fell in love with their entire album, and it's. French and like I would have never you know have clicked on like a French duo to listen to but you know TikTok brought me there and I'm obsessed with them now yeah TikTok puts you on it starts with mm-hmm. TikTok yeah shout out to TikTok uh speaking of TikTok you got you know tiktok.com slash at Olu Swole we're on TikTok so you might go follow that and go run up the numbers um but yeah you want to transition to the Olu Swole Bowl that's the part of the podcast where you ask some off-the-cuff questions. It might be some related to what we're talking about or completely unrelated to what we're talking about. So I'll just go ahead. Do you think cereal counts as soup? Hmm. No. No, I don't. Well, no. No, cereal is not soup. Cereal is Why not? not soup. No. Um, it's like soup. Soup's got to be like something savory and when I think of cereal I think like something sweet so I don't think uh, cereal could be considered a soup yeah I mean like when I think of cereal I definitely don't think of it as a soup because I mean it's you know cereal you don't really associate that with, with you know what other kinds of soups but I feel like I don't know what the exact definition of soup is but I feel like if I looked at the exact definition it's possible cereal could fall under that, even though. But I still have to disagree. No, like, I still disagree. Like I think like soup could be 
a liquid food. I guess you would call it a liquid food. When I think of cereal, cereal is still pretty crunchy. Like it's not a liquid food. So,、mm. yeah. But to play devil's advocate, you said that cereal would have to be cereal sweet, but soup's usually savory. But what if it's something like I don't know?、Uh, some cereals are pretty like bland. You know, like Wheat Bix, something like that. Or is、oh, it、yeah. something like that, savory, and you put it in?、Mm. How's it differ from like another soup? No, I just I can't. You, you can't say cereal soup. It's never gonna be soup.、Um, no, 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 no. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I, I also agree with you. So glad we're on the same page. But it's definitely some food for thought. No pun intended. Or <laughs> food, food to drink. I would say. If you could turn back time, what would you tell your eighteen-year-old self?、Mm, my eighteen-year-old self. So that was like GCSE year. Hmm. I would say, just trust the process. Because I feel like I stressed myself out over so many different things, so many little things that really don't need to be stressed upon.、Um, but yeah, just like breathe, chill. It's all gonna work out. Just trust the process. Yeah. Trust the process. Yeah, I like that. I like that quote.、Uh, one of my favorite NBA players plays in Philadelphia.、Uh, that's something he always. They call him the process as a nickname because he、okay. always says like trust the process. So it's like his his shtick. But yeah, I like that saying.、Um, if I were to think about it myself, I mean, I'm still eighteen. <laughs> Turning nineteen. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Turning nineteen on the same day you're turning twenty, I believe. Yeah. August first.、Yeah. That is、Talk、the day. That's the day. Some some trailblazers. First day of the month. You know, we just different out here. It's the elite. It's the best year. It's the best day of the year, to be honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. There are a lot of August birthdays. I feel like a lot of、really? people born August, September. I feel.、Hmm. I would say like May, May,、hmm. April. I know a lot of April and May babies. August,、hmm. I know a few, but not as many as like May. I think May is really like there are loads, especially in our year. I think. I think in our year we have a good number of Mays. I think,、yes. in general, in my opinion, I mean. It's just my opinion, but I feel like January, August, September, like very prolific birthday months. I feel.、Okay. Do you know any other August one twins out there? No, I don't. Wait, actually, no, I do. I do. I have one, one classmate in NYU Shanghai who has an August, who is also born on the first of August.、Mm. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we should do a three A podcast, something like that. You know, triplets. Battle of the Leos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know three people born on August second. So those are like near misses, you know, off-brand versions. But, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> August two is so so tomorrow. Like August one、yeah. is the is the way to go. You know. Last but not least, what is the、uh, most random fact that you know? Hmm. Most random fact that maybe I'm not sure if this is random, but I find it quite random.、Um, 
hippos are extremely, extremely dangerous. Like, hippopotamus, mm. yeah, they are very dangerous creatures, despite yeah. the way they look. And they're, you know, they look so cute, but they can really chomp if they want to. Yeah, hippos are some big bodies. And have you ever seen yeah. two hippos like spar each other with their, their mouths open like that? Yeah. Yeah. They're aggressive. And like for what? Like chill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would not want to get in a fight with the hippo. Like those they are some some big bodies, some forces in nature. It's kind of I don't know how they're able to Have you seen them Have you seen them running? They can run with you. Yeah, they're they're quick, yeah. I heard they're quick, yeah. It's crazy. And you'd be surprised because their body is so big, but their legs are so short. So how do they do that? Yeah. They built different, I guess. Built different, yeah. Trying to get some speed like that. Got a need for speed. <laughs> um, is that like, I know like sports wasn't your like number one thing in oh. high school, but is that so? something you're trying to get into or in college? Yeah. I'm not sure if sports is something I want to get into but maybe fitness more of yeah i'm definitely upping my fitness game nowadays um but not sports I, i've never really been a sporty kind of chick i'm more of a dancer <laughs> than a sports person but yeah mm. fair enough i mean i feel like you know everyone wants to get their summer bod because you know they have mm -hmm. more time so oh, I'm trying to, you know, get lit for the semester. You know, I'm going to be looking nice when I come in next year, all that. And, like, it's a cool aspiration to have, but it's one thing to to say it, but then to actually put it into practice is a different thing. Um, you need a lot of discipline, I think, to, like, really see results. Yeah. Because motivation, like, you can have, you can be motivated for, to get, like, that nice body, but that comes and goes like you know you need to be disciplined i think yeah comes and goes in waves like you have mm -hmm. to be dedicated uh, i was actually talking to this about this with a friend of mine from from penn i think he was on episode 12 and we're talking you know it's all about you know consistency and just being like you said on it every day which is easier said than done but yeah, i'm trying to get into that that's nice but, yeah uh yeah so thanks for coming on the podcast it's a great episode i enjoyed it thank you yeah no problem all uh, swole as well on spotify youtube apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. if you're watching us on youtube or on any of our platforms our social is linked in the description we're also on tiktok so the link will be down below go around up those numbers uh a wise man once said i'll start some tiktok and uh that's what we're trying to go crazy on now but yeah uh, thanks for you guys. Thank you guys for listening and peace.